It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. How important is it for children to have an entrepreneurial mindset? We'll look at that in our thought of the day. And in our interview segment, noted entrepreneur, television host, and author J.J. Ramberg shows us that the business principles important to a fifth grader's business can benefit them for the remainder of their lives. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. As we discussed on a recent episode, not everyone needs or wants to be an entrepreneur. Different people enjoy different roles within a business, and sometimes being the owner and ultimate risk-taker is not one's cup of tea. Nonetheless, understanding entrepreneurial and general business principles are helpful to anyone looking to succeed in any position. After all, even if you don't own the business but are working within another person's company, well, you might not be an entrepreneur, but you're still an intrapreneur looking for ways to provide value to the operation itself, including those you work with and those you work for, and of course, whether directly or indirectly, for the end user or customer. And what better time for someone to learn entrepreneurial and business principles than when they're still a child, when everything is new, the canvas is still relatively blank, and they're much more likely to embrace these principles, regardless of whether they ever again own their own business. But even for something like a lemonade stand, if they're going to get the most out of it, it must also come with both the rewards and the consequences of their actions and decisions so they understand how business really works. Let's face it, if they bring in $20 for the day without having to pay for the ingredients and other costs associated with setting up their stand, they think they made $20 and that they now have $20 to spend on whatever they feel like buying. While that might feel nice, they haven't learned anything about the true costs of doing business, about money management, or a host of other things that will serve them later on. And they'll be just as unknowledgeable as the youngster who never had their own business. A fantastic book I recently read by noted entrepreneur and television personality and business show host J.J. Ramberg teaches these lessons and more while painting a wonderful and inspiring picture of what entrepreneurship is really all about victories, challenges, and all. My discussion with J.J. Ramberg coming up right after this. Let me ask you, would you like to become objection-proof? Would you like to close sales gentler, easier, and more effectively than ever before? Would you like to never again have to discount your prices? Would you like to learn the one thing that motivates every human being to action, and the only reason why people ultimately buy. Do you want to more effectively than ever before communicate the exceptional value that you provide to your customers and clients? If you answered yes to these questions, then what you want is to learn how to sell the go-giver way. If you'd like to dramatically increase your ability to influence and sell, then check out my one-hour audio program, Selling the Go-Giver Way. For more information, click the link in the show notes. J.J. Ramberg is 
founder of Good Shop, which provides the most comprehensive and best online coupons for thousands of stores. She's also the host of Your Business on MSNBC, now in its 12th year, and the author of The Startup Club, The Big Idea, a fictional book for elementary school-aged children about a group of kids who start a business. It's a wonderful story in and of itself, but the reader, both young and not so young, also learn about marketing, the difference between revenue and profit, competition, discouragement, partnerships. It's just great. Her website is www.goodsearch.com slash goodshop. That and the links to her show and to her book will be in the show notes. Hi, JJ. Welcome. Hi, Bob. And, and you know, if there's background noise, which there is, that's because you are coming to us live from the newsroom at MSNBC, correct? Exactly. There's a lot going on behind me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we get into the story and some of the lessons themselves, it was obvious to me that teaching children financial literacy is something you and your co-authors hold to be of high value. Tell us about that. It is. I mean, I have three kids. They're seven, eight, and ten. And I wish that financial literacy were a subject in school. It is so incredibly important for so many reasons, right? Our kids need to understand the value of money, how you earn money, how you waste it or don't waste it. Mm -hmm. it you know, if you take it to the extreme of the financial crisis, right, uh, in 2008, I have a friend who went into foreclosure not because anything changed around her, mm -hmm. she took a loan that she could never pay back. Right. Right. She just didn't do the math. And I think that if she had started at seven years old mm -hmm. to understand things differently, that wouldn't have happened. Oh, what a great point. So I, I loved at the very beginning, and it was when the two little fifth grade girls, Claire and Janie, were discussing Janie, the soccer player's shin guard, being damaged. And Claire pointing out that those aren't supposed to break. Well, Janie grinned, and she bent the shin guard so that it actually broke in half. And she said, well, she kicked me pretty hard, and the shin guard broke instead of my shin. And Claire said, good point. Now, that, that doesn't sound like a big deal, except I took it that your very first point, JJ, was about understanding value in a product or service, correct? <laughs> or am I just reading into that? I I love that you found that. I would like to say that that was deliberate. <laughs> um, indeed, we just thought it was sort of a cute part of the story. <laughs> but I'm going to go with it. Yes, we. that was the first <laughs> lesson in the book. Excellent. But you, I mean, look, the whole book is meant to be a fun story for kids. We, we knew that this would not work at teaching kids anything unless first and foremost we made a fun story that kids, you know, it was a page turner for kids. It, it is. And then, and, and then we want, well, thank you. That's fantastic. But, you know, we wanted them to love the story and then through it, learn all these lessons that you talked about before. And mm -hmm. so now there's, there's another lesson that we subtly put in that I didn't even know. We put in. <laughs> <laughs> now, Noah, a couple pages later, she, he's the uh, brother, the twin brother. And mm -hmm. he and the girls discuss the difference between the sweet shack, which is where they're having their ice cream and the many other ice cream shots, shops that sort of come and never really last. So, uh, and what it was about the sweet shack and, and how it uh, how it's not just about the ice cream, it's the overall experience. And I'm just wondering, JJ, are kids able to get that, that it's not just, let's say, the lemonade at the lemonade stand, but it's how you make your customers feel? Without question, they are. And I know that because I'm around a lot of kids all the time. It's just if you start asking them questions, you'll be amazed at what they come up with. I mean, we do. We, we play this game in my family. There's an empty storefront down the street. Um, and I did this with my, he was nine years old at the time, 
what store would you put in there? Mm. Oh, why would that work? What would you do to get customers to come in there? What, what would the price point be? And it was really cool the kind of things he came up with when prompted to answer these questions. Wow. Oh, I love that. Now, some really nice framing for young girls and, and boys reading this book where Claire, the, the fifth grader, uh, she had the dream of going to London and studying at the London School of Economics. Oh, mm -hmm. I love that. Th <laughs> thank you for doing that. Yeah, well, well, when I went to business school, right, it was, I think, 30% women in my class. Mm -hmm. um, and and look, it, it should be 50% women. Right. Yeah. And, so, and to know at that young an age that that's a thing is 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 good exactly for girls and boys so their entrepreneurial venture they comes from a, a want they both had which probably happens often when when kids want to start a business it's, they wanted to buy something more expensive than what their parents would pay for the product was something that claire learned how to produce by watching youtube videos which yep, was yep. pretty cool so tell us about their idea um, so, uh, they make, it's called, it's a chain. It's basically like a lanyard, right? One mm -hmm. of the girls makes it for the other one as a gift. And then they think, why don't we start a business doing this? And so they get really excited about the idea of starting a business around selling these CJ chains, Claire and Janie chains. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're super excited about it. And then they have to learn all those other things like, oh, in order to make these things, we actually have to pay uh. for the supplies. And then we have to figure out how to price them. And then, you know, the mean girl in school becomes the competition. Right. And then those two <laughs> get in a fight because one's working harder than the other one. And they have to figure out how to deal with that. And there's a socially responsible component to this also. And so they really, on, on, a, on an age-appropriate um, level, deal with all of the same things that I've had to deal with in starting my own company. So so let's look at some of these lessons. Um, the first big one for them was cost of goods sold, because I'm sure most little kids who sell lemonade or trinkets or lawn mowing services or whatever else, they count up the money without realizing the cost, especially if mom and dad let them use the lemons or mix they paid for or the family lawn mower and gas. So how, of course, it's important that kid, that kid entrepreneurs learn this, but how can parents best go about teaching this, aside from using your book as a wonderful guide? Um, thank you. So number one, do not buy the supplies for your kids. I mean, you can obviously put the money up, but have your kids go to the store with you. Have your kids actually hand over the money so that they understand that it costs something mm -hmm. and then have them write it down. Even a very young kid can do a quick PL, right? Right. Here is, here is um, the expenses. Here's the revenue. Here is my profit. It's just three. It's very easy math. Have them do that. Okay. So they, they set up their table outside the cafeteria with some samples and Mrs. Garcia, a former successful entrepreneur who'd end up being their friend and mentor at first gently chastised them for setting up their table without asking permission. Now the libertarian in me is thinking, okay, another lesson from JJ. She's teaching about the pain in the neck of having to ask government for permission to be in business. <laughs> Am I, am I, I think asking, I was imagining that too, right? <laughs> am I telling people go ask for forgiveness, not permission? 
But uh, of Maybe course, that's not uh, a good lesson. No, for our kids. Of, oh, no, of course, and they're at that. They, no, that's true, right? But of course, they are in school, so they do have to get permission. But they, but they also learn lessons in setting effective price points, advertising, and marketing. At one point, Noah, the brother whose strength was in arts and graphic design, commented that when you actually see those things, they're really cool, but no one can see them down there on the table. So he created a poster board to attract people to them. But another lesson would come after that. Um, and that is when Janie, the uh, Claire's partner, talked about her dad buying something from some kids who knocked on their door. So she decided to go into the cafeteria to show off their product rather than wait for others to come to them. Yep. Was that the power of outbound marketing? We can't just depend on people finding us. Exactly. And, you know, you got to go be a salesperson. Right. And look, this book is about teaching kids to start their own. I mean, it, it, it to inspire kids to start a business. But more than that, it's to inspire them to have an entrepreneurial attitude. Mm-hmm. Not every kid who reads this is going to go start a business. They might go work for a big company. Sure. But even if they go work in a big company, having that entrepreneurial attitude of, hey, I'm not going to wait for people to come by the CJ chains. I'm going to go to the cafeteria and try and tell them about it. That's what we want kids to have, that kind of go get them, you know, take the bull by the horns attitude. Exactly. Uh, and there was also a uh, a subplot within there that, that the two partners had a falling out, these best friends and business partners. What does that tell us about the importance of setting expectations in advance? Expectations and communication, mm, right? So mm, mm. you can set expectations. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But then... Not only do that, but as things change, and this isn't just in business, this is in life, as things change, you need to be able to communicate honestly about it with each other. Now, chapter 11, Claire helped the two boys who'd started a lawn mowing business, Jake and Amir, with both a a pricing and an ethical question. This was, I'm so glad you put this. I can't, I just, please go out and buy this book. Get this for your kids and your (laughs) grandkids and for yourself. I'm telling you, it, it was so good. Tell us about the big lesson you're trying to get across. Now, I'm going to just tell you, I saw a couple of them, which, again, as you know, I read into things that aren't there sometimes. I want to hear the ones you heard. Okay, the one one I thought, well, okay, what they had done first was that they had promised a certain price, but then they found out it was going to be a lot more than because they they didn't all encompass a a price for everyone as opposed to individually looking at what they'd have to do. So they were going to have to do a job that was not going to pay them near enough what what they needed. So what I got out of it was was three things. And then you can share what what Claire's advice was. Number one is think things through in advance Two, keep your word. And three, find a way to creatively live in the solution. Well, and I think, again, Yes, exactly. That's what I want kids to take away from this, which is you can't just willy nilly change things, right? If you make a promise, you have to keep that promise. If it hurts you in the end, so be it. You can let people know, right? I'm giving you a deal this time. Next time it's going to be more. I made a mistake and they will appreciate that. Mm Yeah, it, it, and it probably won't hurt you. It'll hurt you in the beginning. <laughs> probably right. help your reputation uh, and, and help it. Right, exactly. But that was such a great, great lesson. Uh, uh, they also had an association of businesses, the Startup Club. Uh, explain what that was about. Um, so once Claire and Janie started CJ Chains, all of these other kids started getting into the mix, right? The lawn company, the smoothie company. Um, donuts, a whole bunch of things. And so they started um, a startup club. And it's, it's, we, had, we, we went through when we were writing this book, um, 
back and forth, back and forth with my co-author. Should we call it the Entrepreneurship Club or the Startup Club? Um, and we kind of alluded to that in the book because, you know, they couldn't get to entrepreneurship, the kids. So they were like, <laughs> let's just call it the Startup Club. <laughs> so and it's for them all to kind of go through right. with the teacher and mentor here are the things we need to, to learn yeah. in order to make our businesses succeed. Okay, here's a serious part. Um, there are a couple serious parts, and this was very important. Sit in chapter 16, discouragement set in. And that happens with kids, with adults too, but in this case with kids, as soon as they realize that not enough people want to buy their lemonade or their chains or, or what have you. Again, it happens with adults as well. What do you want the youngins to learn from this, JJ? To change with the times, right? It is tough. I, I want them to realize everything's not easy. And we look at these stories of very successful entrepreneurs in the world, and it looks like it came so easy to them. Mm. And it's always, you know, the, the curve is always going up. And the fact is that is not true. It's hard for everyone. And so I want these, I want kids to understand that it's not all perfect and things are going to get hard. And in Claire and Jamie's case, they figured out a way to revive the business again. Mm -hmm. They went through a tough time and then revised it. And then at a certain point, they realized we probably can't sell anymore. We've tapped out the market. Right. Um, and the book ends with them thinking of a new idea, of it, which right. will be the next book. Ah, I love it. Now, the, the, <laughs> one cool part at the end was when your subplot of the rundown playground comes into play and they took some of their the profits and they voluntarily invested their money and their time and effort into fixing it up for the, the younger kids who could now enjoy it. And obviously another great lesson, not only do you make money as a result of providing value to the marketplace, but then you're also able to help others when you have more money and skills to give. So that was very nice. But there was also a great idea by Jake and Amir, the, the lawnmower uh, kids. They did the playground lawn for free and they put a sign out there saying, Lawn care provided by the Grass Guys Lawn Mowing Service. <laughs> you got it. They're so, not the only ones to do it. A lot of big companies do the same. <laughs> exactly. So all, you know, everything you talked about was really a, a microcosm of adult businesses. And that's why I think this book, aside from, again, being an engaging story, and it is a page turner, I just think uh, it's one that every kid should have. And and uh, I think parents can be doing a really good deed for their kids by getting them this this book. Tell us about Gumdrop by Good Shop. What is that? Um, speaking of socially responsible business, so that is a company that I started with my brother 12 years ago. It's um, goodshop.com, actually, or getgumdrop.com. And what we have is a browser plugin, which takes 20 seconds to add at getgumdrop.com. And then every time you shop online, it automatically puts the best coupon in the submit coupon box. So you never have to go to Google and search like, you know, gap coupons and figure out which ones work or anything. It, it does it for you. Um, but on the socially responsible front, when we started our company 12 years ago, we started on this foundation of wanting to give back. So when you get Gumdrop, if you select a cause, a percentage of what you spend at thousands of stores automatically goes back to the cause. And so to date, we've saved shoppers about $100 million, but what I'm also proud of is we've donated about almost $13 million to the causes that our users have selected. 
J.J. Ramberg is co-author of The Startup Club, The Big Idea, a book ostensibly for young entrepreneurs, but not only is it brilliant in that regard, I think any and all entrepreneurs should read it, but definitely buy one for your child or grandchild and maybe even introduce it to the upper grade elementary school teachers so they can use it and teach from it. You can get the book on Amazon.com. Visit J.J.'s website, Good Shop, which is goodsearch.com slash goodshop. And while you're there, click on Gumdrop by Good Shop. Also, get Gumdrop. Dot com. We'll have all that in the uh, show note. Get their automatic coupon finder. You can save time, money, and effort when you shop online. Uh, JJ's website uh, at Amazon.com. Book link will the book link will be in the show notes, of course. To JJ, thank you so much for being with us. Keep educating and inspiring. Bob, thank you. That was so much fun. Main takeaway I received from JJ is that the principles your child can learn from beginning and running their own business can help create the environment for a lifetime of success, regardless of whether or not they become entrepreneurs as adults. Did you start a business when you were still a kid? Did you encourage your own children to do that? What did you, what did they learn from it? Please feel free to write to me at bobatberg.com and let me know. We might even share your email on an upcoming program. Remember, the Go-Giver makes an excellent gift to those in your life in order to help them lead better, sell more, and touch the lives of more people in positive and significant ways. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review, and your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.